Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? And now, emanating from our basement studios. I've never seen contraptions with so many buttons and knobs and dials before. This is WADD Talk Radio with Bill Neville. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. Now don't call me sure. Patrick Keenahan. I work with him and that's it. I tried to introduce him to a few nice people. He made a fool of himself. And Sean Heenahan. Grizzly Adams had a beard. Grizzly Adams did have a beard. Okay. Let's go. Yes, 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 that is right. WADD Talk Radio is back. And we're back. And we're back. We are back after uh, quite a big hiatus. So good to see you guys. Ah, it's great to see you. Literally, Bill, I don't think I've seen you since the last no, podcast. No, I don't think so. Guys, um, I appreciate you letting me have paternity leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now you're back to it. Uh, episode 71 coming at you. Um, got a lot to talk about. A lot oh, yeah. to catch up on. Well, our last show is the um, middle of July, so yes, we've got plenty we to catch up on. We were talking about the ESPYs, uh, which was kind of funny to think about. And now here we are. Just Dedicating a whole up. show to Harambe. Yes. No, we're not. No, no we're not. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, well, my that. dick's already out. Yeah, well, you know. That's fine. That's, if you want to blame that on Harambe, you can go ahead. Right. Uh, we, Like I said, a lot to catch up on all, from all three so of much. us. Uh, a lot more than uh, Patrick, a lot more than the others. A uh, lot has changed for all three of us. And, you know, obviously we'll get into uh, our, our, hot, our hot sports takes and... Uh, me and Pat will cry about the Giants, and uh, and then uh, you know obviously the Sox are coming up with the the postseason starting up ALDS, this week. Baby, uh, we got a pretty sweet dum dum. Uh, we got we got all the fixins, yeah, all, the, all the, fixins the fixins that uh, you you've been craving. Um, I'm very happy to be back. Uh, I have a, a new intro by the next one because uh, yeah. mainly because I don't have a beard anymore. It's true. Uh, <laughs> our, our fourth mic here, our, our fourth mouth over here, is sleeping on the job. Oh, he did. Well, he finally fell he, asleep. He's out. Yeah, he's sleeping on the job. Yeah, right Patrick, now. why don't you? Well, if he, uh, if he wakes up a little bit. Here's tune us into what's been going on well, in your life. We have another addition to WADD Talk Radio, and uh, love had a that. son named Jack. Named him Jack yep. Paul Heenahan. Yeah, what? And, and his just, eyes are open. And he heard his name. Oh, and he smiled. <laughs> oh. Turned two months on Tuesday, and wow, it's been crazy two months, and it's it really is life changing. You know, people always tell you, "Oh, you know, it's crazy." No, it's you not. know, it's 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 crazy in a in a very awesome kind of way, in an eye opening kind of way. You know, so it's, sure. it's been nothing but awesome, and I'm so lucky that I have the support system around me that I do. You know, so yeah, and he's uh, uh, he was born kind of small. He's like what six pounds? Three weeks early, six pounds twenty. Twenty inches on the nose, and now he's like what? He's probably doubled in size. He's got twenty-two s- inches and eleven pounds and fifteen ounces. So it's he's getting up pounds. there. He's he was very small, but now he's getting big. We see him a bunch. Oh, there he is. He's probably gonna cry. Oh, maybe a cry's coming. Oh, he thinks the mic is a bottle. <laughs> trying to fart is what he's trying to do yeah Jack. all right buddy if you fart we just gave we'll, him a, we'll, we'll we just gave him know. a bunch of formula and uh yep yeah and whoop. and we're good and the bottle's <laughs> back in the mouth but we're hey, good there all we right. go the bottle's the back teat. in the mouth well but, that's uh it truly is amazing yes uh, life's beginnings and it's just amazing you know but with beginning comes ends and you know a, a big poppy has 
season is not season the regular season and his, his career is coming to we're an just going to bowl over what's end. been going on in me and Bill's what? life we're just going to go right into Red Sox talk oh I just it's saw fine. a transition <laughs> I saw a transition I'm sorry yeah, hey. how selfish of me hey it's all good how selfish it's of me it's all good my life doesn't matter well you talk, you talk about your beard that's all that matters right <laughs> yep so all that's been going on is I cut my beard now that's you moved to Southie right uh huh Oh, okay. Well, now you no. don't want to talk. <laughs> what the fuck is this? I stalled on purpose. It's a, it's a, it's it's a joke, Patrick. Oh, uh, yeah. I moved to South Boston. Absolutely awesome apartment. Uh, I whereabouts? Uh, uh, down City Point, like down near the water, down by the it's East Seventh Street. Where oh, cool. It meets Columbia Road. Awesome. Um, right by those like um, you know, like the yacht clubs bef- bef- near the. Uh, the city point in Castle Island, so yep. it's like right there. Sweet, so it's an awesome area. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I don't pay that much for where it is, so it's like amazing. And first, my rent was jumped up, and I was like, "Oh shit, what am I gonna?" And then I got surprised with a raise yesterday, like a significant raise that I had no idea was coming, yep. and I still can't believe it. That's awesome. Like he's like, "I'm so." My girlfriend was so very very happy for me, and we went out and had a drink yesterday, and. I'm like, yeah, and I woke up, and she's like, it's just so amazing. You got it. You deserved it. And I'm like, yeah, but I think it'll hit me when I see that page. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's awesome, and I've gotten really into trying to fix my own car after spending way too much money having someone at the dealership do it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, dealerships will always screw you up this. Anyway. I want to learn how to do it. So I was in my garage. I have a garage now, which is awesome. There you go. So got right into working on the old car. I had my whole bumper off. Fixing a tail light, all this. All now the you good can afford stuff. to buy one of those little carts, you know, on the wheelies. So you can yeah, wheel yourself right. on, underneath the car. Get a, get a uh, an auto shop uh, like jack up thing. Yes, <laughs> he's growing up so fast. Yeah, <laughs> and then he's I got sh- a garage. And he's like, my he's working beard. on his car now. Car, you know, maybe I'll actually save money. He's got Who a four hundred one k. But honestly, compared to you two, I mean, compared to Patrick, obviously, and to you, Bill, you're about to fill us in. Not really much for me. I mean, I'm just still living life, so and, and everything's grand. I'm sure. happy to be an uncle. But um, Bill, some, I know some more exciting news yeah. for you as well. Well, I started a new job uh, about eight days ago, so that's a, that's a new thing in my life. And I'll, like Sean, I'm making a lot more money than I was. So I'm pretty excited about that. I can't not wait for the first paycheck. That's Is that this be, Friday? Uh, this Friday, yeah. Nice. Yes. It won't be a full one though because I only because it was. Oh, uh, yeah. It's biweekly, but last week was the second week of yeah. the pay period, yeah, so yeah, I only yeah. get one week this Friday. It kind of sucked. Yeah, that happened to me when I started my new job too. But then the the following paycheck will be two, so it'd be awesome. Ah, oh, it's great. Um, and then last night we made a huge announcement uh, on all of our uh, my new age insiders or sister um, podcast. Yeah, yeah, essentially at this point. But all of our new age insider social medias, and we did a live stream on YouTube telling people. And uh, so, starting Monday, October thirtieth, after the WWE Hell in a Cell show at the TD Garden in Boston, we will be officially on the air, not on the internet, on the air in New England. Radio, radio, radio waves, yeah, baby. exactly. Radio. So we'll be on WEI uh, from midnight to two a.m. every Sunday night. Uh, discussing every Sunday night, every Sunday night. That's dope. The world of wrestling, and well, every other week we'll be doing a post show for the pay per view that just ended at eleven fifteen. So it would be perfect timing where we can talk to the fans. And so, are you going to be? Did you have plans to go to hell? Can you still go to hell in a cell? We could, but we probably have to leave yeah. early. Yeah, and so 
I'm probably not going to go. We're yeah. prob- we'll probably watch it on the network in the office or something. Yeah, that's what I figured. So we can get in I'm the like, oh, well, room. now you can't. And then I'm like, oh, wait, pay-per-views are all around the nation. It's not like every single one's in right. Boston that you're not going to get to right. see. So, I, dude, that's awesome. Congratulations. So we're Congrats, super man. excited for that. I and mean, since, since you're the producer of NAI, is there a producer for the show? There will be somebody that... who runs the board, but essentially I'll be... "Quote unquote" in charge of that's awesome content. I guess executive producer. So you're going to be in the studio. You're going to be on the. In, on, I'll, I'll be sort of like what Danielle booth. does on on the Hillman Morning Show. Oh yeah, like yeah. You you contribute, but you also sort you're of you're over like, there and you're working it. Yeah, right. You're working it. You're twerking it. I think exactly. it's going to be cool. You're going to be able to have multiple callers. That's the part I'm most excited about because as of as of right now in our studio in our apartment we only have a one line system. So when somebody calls in and they're on the line and somebody else tries to call in, it's busy. So you can't wait or anything. But the part I'm most excited about is is in the studio where we can have five, six, seven, eight people on hold if that many people call at the same time, which I'm hoping they do on October 30th. I honestly, man, like obviously you guys are going to be doing a bunch of uh, promotion for it and you should obviously get out. But how awesome is that that you start it right then in Boston? Yep. People that are leaving uh, the garden and. Uh, are going to be able to listen to something on their way home. And it's not like everyone's just in Boston is coming to that. I mean, people are going to be driving from all over yep. for this because, I mean, especially... All over New England. People all over New England, people are going to come to Boston. And, you know, some people's ride might be two hours home. Sure. And they can listen to WEI the whole way because that range is amazing. Exactly. And what a better... Like, it's probably the best way to kind of kick I that off. I was pushing so hard for us to start October 30th because the original plan, we weren't going to start till December. Um, and I was pushing so hard for that because I, I, I mean, wanted to, I wanted to take advantage of that Hell in a Cell audience where the people are coming home from the event, and if we can get it in their ears that we're going to be on at midnight after that event, hopefully they'll put on nine three seven on the radio. That would be uh, ideal. They got to turn Name off their another... smack and turn on uh, WEI. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Name another terrestrial radio program about wrestling. There isn't like one. In a top 10 market. There isn't one. It at all. We're the first one ever. Jesse that's, Ventura. That's, it's a, that's amazing. It's trailblazing. Right it really there. is. It's awesome. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, um, as programming-wise for WEEI, I think it's very smart. I, you know, they seem to be somewhat progressive. Yep. Um, now. And not really, you know, sticking the, uh, stick you know, a branch in the spokes of their bikes as they travel along, as it were, as they do on the business side of things, it seems. Uh, so I think that's awesome that they... They know they have a good product in NAI, yep. and you guys bring an audience. When we had a podcast on the website grow. for 30 weeks, and they, they knew what we brought to the table, and so it wasn't without a, a large sample size that they are giving us this opportunity. So I'm, I'm really, really psyched. So t- t- Congrats, t- man. T- That's awesome. That. Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, well, speaking, I mean, if we're going to talk about WEI and sports radio and stuff, and what... Their bread and butter, obviously, they've been talking about the Patriots, and I'm sure the chatter has been amazing. I have, I don't, I can't listen to the to the Patriots and, and stuff anymore because then I'm like, I c- kind of get mad about how shitty the Giants are. <laughs> and um, but Tom Brady's back this week. Back, oh, baby. Uh, he'll be coming back against the uh, the lowly Browns. Oh, good luck how to them. How do you um, how do you feel about the how it's been going the first the first four weeks? Obviously, on Sunday was not the best effort. Uh, which me and Patrick uh, know the whole, the feeling all too well. Uh, we had to wait till Monday night. Yes, uh, where they could uh, embarrass we had to wait till them, nine p.m. to freaking watch em- the game. Embarrass <laughs> themselves on national. But, but let's go. Let's start with some good news with sure. the Patriots. How? What's? What were your feelings? How do you feel about coming up? Surprises? 
Disappointments. I am beyond thrilled that they went three and one. I thought for sure that best case scenario they're going to go two and two, maybe three and one. Definitely not four and zero. Especially with the game against Arizona that I thought they were going to lose, but they ended up putting up a hell of an effort in that game. Um, I thought the second trap game for them would have been Buffalo, mm-hmm. but I think the the outcome would have been much different if Jimmy Garoppolo had actually ended up playing because Jacoby Brissett truly looked like a third stringer. He looked like a rookie. Yeah, he got exposed a little bit, but you're right, he was a rookie. And I think the um, three and one is huge. Though. I think what helped him out the weekend, the week before that, week three, where. I mean, he only really threw for like 100 yards right. for one touchdown. He ran he, he one He managed into. the game well. He managed the game, but it was a short week. It was a Thursday night game. Yeah. They did not have the other team, uh, the Houston Texans, while c- completely shitting the bed in other aspects of the game. I don't think they had time to game plan. No. for They didn't really know, you know what was going to happen and who this kid was. And um, The Bills had tape on him, and they have Rex Ryan, who knows how to game plan against a – you know, a Belichick offense, especially when it's going to be base offense, you're not going to have the intricacies that right. um, a Brady would be, um, you know, thrown out there. And maybe not even the intricacies that someone like Jimmy Garoppolo uh, could do, uh, you know, could kind of have in his arsenal. Well, I think what Jacoby Brissett is, is very base. And I mean, yeah, Rex they, Ryan is a is a solid NFL coach, especially when it comes to defense. So I'm not surprised that they were able to tune him up. They were shifting like crazy too. They they threw the gauntlet at them. Oh, for you know, sure. I was right there watching it, and it was it was tough to try to figure out. You know, because watching the games, you know, it, it's funny when you watch a game on TV. It's tough to kind of tell some of the defenses that they're rolling into because they don't show the safeties in the corners. But when you're there at the game, you can see that, and they were shifting every play. They did not. Ever, they didn't show one defense from the get-go, and that's tough for a rookie quarterback. It's tough for any quarterback, especially a rookie, and especially right. at the NFL speed. I'm branching <sighs> off into a little bit of a subtopic here, just because you brought that up. Tell us what you're doing with the Patriots now. I'm one of the flag runners, and also game day coordinator, so I'm one of those assholes who has a flag and runs out of the tunnel. Yeah, but you're running out during Crazy Train from Ozzy Osbourne. It's like the craziest 40, thing ever. 40,000 people yelling. 68. Oh, 68, sorry. It's, uh, yeah. it's a lot more. Wow. Not at the end <laughs> of that <laughs> game. Yeah, yeah, no, no trust me, I was there, was I know. Amazing. Oh, yeah, you did go. That's awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, did you I, watch him run out? Oh, yeah. Oh, I was bad oh, yeah. out of hell. I was far ahead of all everyone It was on Periscope. Too. I put it on Periscope. Oh, did you really? I don't think you can... T- I mean, obviously, you know it's you, but yeah. you can see the flag runners run out. And the blue flag, What's baby. What's P? P for Pat. No. Yeah, the blue flag. My buddies, my, I, was, I told them uh, that, that you ran out ahead of them, uh, all the other ones, and... <laughs> My buddy Keegan goes, who are the ats? Who's the, <laughs> the, the pat doesn't say pats. Oh, yeah. Who are the ats? Because the P is like, the P ats? It's funny. Actually, I have uh, just Elvis on mine, the, the Elvis logo, as yep. they call them. Yep. Um, what is that kick-ass red jacket you're wearing? Ooh, where, where can I get one of those? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It, it, they're NFL they're $100 jackets from, from Patriots. But it's the ones that they give all the players, and they gave us a, uh, a Gronk Color Rush jersey on that Thursday night. That's yeah. tight. You know, we were doing the math. We've made maybe a four or five times more in apparel than we actually have on a paycheck. <laughs> yeah. You know, but shit, I'll take it. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those. And Christmas is coming up, every, Pat. Yeah, hint, hint, no, wink, I'm just wink. saying. You know, hint, hint, wink, wink. Everyone's like, you're not, you're not even a like, you're not even a Patriots fan. I'm like, exactly. well, I'm a fan of a company I work for. That's totally fun. You know, but uh, yeah, definitely really lucky. Cool job. Good Hell foot yeah. in the door down there. Yep. Um, meeting some awesome people, getting to do some cool stuff. Because obviously that's just you know instant you know right before the game starts we run out you know there's and a lot of the game but I get to help out with a lot of other stuff. There's a lot of people in New England. There's a lot of people of, who are Patriots fans or just football fans in general who 
getting to do what you do running up ahead of the team is like a bucket list item oh, for them. Oh, sure. oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And yeah. that is so cool. It's the four of us, Pat the Patriot, and the yep. team. That's it in the tunnel. And you guys just sprint out full blast. I scream. My adrenaline's pumping. I literally Oh, you were like you were like twenty yards ahead of everyone else. I was out. I was <laughs> did out. you make eye contact with Chris? Uh no. No, no, I did not. Um but I do see him after the games though. Yeah. High five, you know, good shit one five, you know, just quick stuff. Yeah, he's gotta step it up. But yeah, so it's uh you know, it's not a bad gig standing in the corner of the end zone and having the cheerleaders right there in front of you. you know, I know, it's not know. that that's bad of a gig. Bad it's now, I was looking for you during the game. You were over in the corner over like a lighthouse, right? Yes. Okay. Yep, north end zone. I thought I saw you over there. Yeah, that's that's my spot. Um, and it's great because they're no, like the other guys, they get heckled by these guys who are season ticket holders. Yeah. And, you know, they're just assholes or whatever. But my, where I am, it's the, it, there's these like custom Verizon seats. I was going to walk like, over and try TVs. to see you, and then I saw those seats there, and I was like, ooh, I don't think I can go down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's so oh, so you don't have to deal with people. assholes. It's mostly contest winners who are just excited to be there. Right. And, you know, if something happens, I'll turn around and high five a couple, and you know, you'd be a part of the part part of the crowd. Sure. And that, yeah, I lucked out, man. It's it's great. It's such an easy job. I have to get there. You know, one o'clock game. I have to be there at eight a.m. You know, but it's right down the freaking road. It's, right. It's not bad. And, and it's then cool. I tailgate after the games and let all the. The, uh, the traffic dissipate. And um, there's nothing like the energy because, you know, I did tickets there, even though, you know, d- at the ticket office. So for, we've all like, worked there years, at one point. So, and, oh, yeah, you know, you're, you're inside and stuff like that. But to be, just to be in the area on an NFL Sunday, that atmosphere, especially with a team that's as good as the Patriots, with, you know, so there's a lot of positivity in the air. Oh, yeah. Just that energy. Well, not after and that, Sunday. That atmosphere. But, nah, it's, but Tom Brady's back. It's all that that's, matters. That's the thing. It's a great feeling. It's like cool to be a part of that. It's it's it it's a great feeling. And and to be paid to do it. Yes. yes. That's yes. the best part. Because if you guys notice, they didn't score on Sunday, so I didn't have to do anything during the game. I literally just watched it. Yep. So I'll uh I'll take that gig and it's worth the shit I get from my wife being away for eight hours, ten hours on a on a Sunday. <laughs> um but uh but no. Cool gig. We'll see. A couple more home games. You know, excited to see where the season goes. Uh, Giants off to a great start, two and zero. Exciting, you know. Putting it together, clicking, putting it together. You know, yeah, exactly. Victor Cruz back in action for a couple games, but now it's, you know, Eli's making dumb decisions. Our defensive backs, we don't have many. You know, it's yeah, injuries. Riddled by injuries. Odell again. is in his own head now, and it's it's getting more and more, you know, not annoying, but just just it's scary. I'm gonna go back to see. How mental he gets, and and did you see that instant karma from is it like two weeks ago when he hit his helmet into the uh, like he whacked the kicker's netting, you know like the punter's netting and the kicker's netting when they practice he like whacked it yeah and it came back and bit him because <laughs> the way he hit it did so you, you saw yeah, that I did yeah. see the oh, video was, yeah it was great I love instant karma crap like oh, that yeah. that is that is the best but he's a fucking mental case which I I get but you could see it's starting to like annoy some of the players no, you know and Eli you know Eli you has crack, dumb faces anyway but well Eli's Eli it's like, always going to happen that way but with Odell Beckham it's the kid's an amazing talent. He's well. If you watch his pregame he's ceremony, historically, stuff, holy crap. He's historically one of the best wide to start to a career in terms of wide receiver in the NFL in, in the history of the NFL. Um, but I think with his the way he plays the game and the way that he shows emotion, um, and I think the way that Josh Norman last year and then Josh Norman again this year, um, and I, Xavier Rhodes last night and things like that. I think his code's been cracked. They they know to just get if you hey, just twenty six yards a little bit. You know he'll he might you know he might torture here or there, and he plays hard and he wants to win, and that's where it comes from. He's not he's never thrown anyone under the bus in terms of the media. He's never called out his coaches. He's never called out his quarterback. He's never done anything like that. But 
which you know is a lot more detrimental to the team to to do those kinds of things. But he does still hurt the team. He has these flag, you know, he gets the unsportsman likes, he gets the you know the the, sh- the the stupid late hits and things like that. And the defenses know how to get to him now. Um, now whether or not he can, sometimes he's been able to channel that into positivity. Into you know, you saw that at the end of the Redskins game, even though it didn't turn out the way that you know everyone wanted. He was playing like a goddamn beast. He was ripping people, you know, tackles. He was he was getting through a bunch. He was catching everything. Well, he, he had was, three catches. He was really going three yards. The, yeah, and you know, but he's also getting blanketed. But that's also I, I'll get into that. But I just think it's like, dude, you just you gotta. It's it's a fine line that I think Eli and some of the other leaders on the team and maybe the coaches have to do have to you know walk because. You can't tell the kid to not care, you know? He he cares a whole shitload, but... To his own detriment, it seems it's, like, sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. And you don't want to tell him to calm down, or you don't want to because, you know, you're telling him to not have that fire, but it's like, like you know, there's, a t- the there's a time and a place, and, you know, there's an extent. And he's going over, he crosses the line, he does it a little too often, he makes himself easy. I love him. I think he's awesome. Uh, I'm a little sick of it. I was sick of it last night, but... He just opens himself up for criticism. He opens them, and which clearly affects him. So, uh, so it's just shitty to see because you're like, dude, you, you just if you just stop doing like ten percent of what the extra ten percent, it, it, it's gravy. But and you know what? And obviously he's he's getting frustrated. I mean, how many passes did Eli throw over twenty yards yesterday? Not, Three, yeah, maybe. Not many, yeah. When one was a pick to Odell, which he didn't. He didn't. They they didn't communicate in terms of the audible. I think he would have if Odell knew, or if you know Eli made sure he knew. It could have gotten you know. That could have been awesome. But they're not utilizing them that way. Eli, I don't know what. Why are we throwing to five eight running backs on go routes and things like that? And I don't know. And, and forcing the ball and it's. The play calling has been infuriating. I thought with Kevin Kilbride leaving that we wouldn't be seeing swing passes and 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 draws on you know third and fifteens. You know, like let's throw the ball maybe to get a first down here. And a lot of shitty penalties on the offensive line. Um, even though when they are playing well, actually Eli has a shit ton of time, which is makes it even more infuriating when they don't convert the third <laughs> yeah, down. Very true. Um, and the defense secondary is. I don't know why DRC didn't play yesterday, even though he was suited up. You know, they Eli Apple played well until he got hurt. He should be back soon enough. Um, you got other guys. You know, when Travon Wade or whatever his name is is playing, is your has to be your number one wide receiver corner. You know, you, you, there's problems. And when the defensive backs have more goddamn tackles than the linebackers. Um, it just yeah, it's, it's telltale. Sorry. Jonathan Casillas is supposed to be the captain of the defense, and I don't think he's made one clean tackle all season. I mean, he's been getting burnt, so it's it's very frustrating. And you know, I mean, it's first year head coach. There's obviously going to be growing pains, but when they come out after such a great start, those first two games, you're like, oh, they're putting it together here. Yeah, you know, like oh, the, the, the typical Giants tease. It's and so, on and I just on national goddamn tell. And we got another. We got the Sunday night game next week against the Packers, mm-hmm. where we're just going to get the you know. 
their shit pushed in again on national television and to just deal with. Why can't we just have like the games like the Bears just buried in the one o'clocks who no one sees us play shitty and we can quietly shit our pants every couple weeks and then, you know, and then put it together and at the end of the season we'll be okay. But no, for everyone to see, look how shitty the Giants are. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking awful. So I just opened up ESPN.com and I want to get you guys' thoughts on this. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. talked to ESPN's Anita Marks today and this is a quote from him. He says, football is my sanctuary. It's where I go to escape. It's my safe space. It's where I'm most happy, and I'm not having fun anymore. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I mean, you, you could tell. Yeah. It's, and what are your thoughts on that coming after, what, week four? Um, I think. Do you want, does he want out of New York? No, no. See, well. He's got this skyline tattooed on him, though. So that's, so, <laughs> all right. So I, I went on a tear last night with, um, with texting Pat. And that's what I'm like, if we're not throwing it deep, if they're not, he's a top five talent in this league. Maybe top three. He was number three wide receiver in the league last year. And he's only getting paid, you know, he's only got like a, I think this year he's like a two mil cap hit. He had he had an amazing signing bonus. Where was he picked? He was twelfth in the first round. In the first round, okay. yeah, um, or sixth, twelfth, something like that. Um, but he becomes an unrestricted. So he has an option. For, so he's going four year. So he's got next year is his fourth year. There's an option for the fifth. He'll probably take that. And then in 2018, he'll be an unrestricted free agent. Going at the rate, even if he slows down, say, to 75% of his production that he's already put up, say the pacing of that. Record numbers. Um, he's going to be coveted. He's going to be able to probably make top dollar in the NFL. Oh, absolutely. And, and be able to, to garner top guaranteed money. Um, and, you know, if if they're, the Giants aren't utilizing him or he's not... And clearly, you know, I, just... I hate to say it because I hate being like, "Oh, they shouldn't care." But he he is so good. He is such a talent in a position where you can make him happy. You have a great, you know, you know, Eli's only got a couple more years, and let's put it together here. You got a great wide receiving core if you know the ball can get to their hands. And uh, yeah, I'm a little afraid that in two years' time, if it's going the way it's going, that he's out of there. Even yeah, though, like you players, said, they go to the money. That, but that's he also. Apparent. <clears throat> he literally has the team on his back, though, because uh, they're not he garnering has the whole, his loyalty right now. He has the whole city skyline, the New York City skyline, tattooed on his back. So I'm going to base it on that and say he's going to be a giant for the rest of his life. Uh, um, but seriously, it's like you're right. If he's not happy, you know, in this day and age too of the NFL, where you know team loyalty doesn't really have to be a thing because the the amount that they get beat up, the amount of abuse that professional players take, they should go and get as much money as possible. Sure, I yeah. won't hold it against him if he goes to another team. Now, that's you know three years down the line, and am I freaking out about it? Of course. But I, I also don't like it because you don't have... I was reading this today. I forget where, but it was actually a pretty good analogy. In It's in the New York market, obviously. They, the, when you have two dailies, you know, back page sports you know, uh, papers with the Post and the, and the Daily News... You know, they need a villain, usually. And the past couple of years, that's been A-Rod. Uh, he's no longer around. Um, you had, you know, Brandon Marshall seems to be kind of quieted down, and he's not, you know, really spouting off at the mouth anymore. So yeah. you, you can't really, you know, can you go after Fitz? Yeah. And you can go after Eli? Yeah. But in terms of that enigmatic 
uh, force, that polarizing guy, uh, you know, who comes out with quotes like this. Um, you know, there's going to be characters of him crying on the on the New York Post sports page. You know, yeah. it's it's going to happen, and I don't think he's mentally strong enough right now to handle all that. No, how old is he? He's 23. Yeah, exactly. Bill, is any other quotes? On there, do you see no, anything else it. juicy? Nope. No, but, but you know what? We'll wait till next week. There'll be more. And, know, uh, seriously, yeah, yeah, we'll 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 be fine. Um, ben McAdoo was asked about the comments, and he said, "I have no response." Yeah, so, which yeah, well, nor should he. It, it, reporters did see that um, Beckham was talking with Jerry Reese actually after the game. Like, oh, in really? The locker room. Yes, he was. Huh. He was shown talking with Jerry Reese. Um, you know, whether good or bad. You know, no, whatever. but that's the other thing. It's not like he's a he like rebuffs any of the people. You know, it seems like you know when Eli's talking to him. You know, he was heated the game, but Eli had a hold on to him and, and talked to him. And Bobby Hart was talking to him at you know going into halftime um, yesterday, and he was talking to him. So, you know, I. The kid wants to win, and that's what it is. Yep. But it's it's just shitty to see it go down like that. And I think you know, obviously, a lot of people don't like to see guys that you know flamboyant and that that outspoken. But it is what it is. Yeah. And it just sucks because the Giants, on paper, uh, especially the the checks that they wrote, um, they're supposed to be a you know a top twelve team in the league, yeah. and they're bottom of the fucking barrel. Yeah. You get paid a lot of money to deliver, and or you have to know your stuff, and it's amazing when people at that level don't know their stuff. It's just, um, you know, it's tough. Including it's... in politics, oh. you know, where Absolutely. we have a, a great, great update. Or a... Yeah, so we'll bring back one of our favorite segments of the day, one of the best pieces of uh, audio uh, producing that I've heard in a while. <laughs> We're going to go with our Dum Dum of the Week. In the social justice system, the people are represented by two separate yet equally important groups. Idiots who say stupid things, and the people who record and talk about those idiots. These are their stories. You cannot, you cannot deny that baseline, though. Oh, it is amazing. I love that I almost that just stepped on the intro. Sorry. <laughs> it's not totally fine. Our dum-dum is presidential hopeful... Gary Johnson, Pres- calm down, Gary, to the dum dum seat. Presidential hopeless? Yes, hopeless. Um, Gary Johnson running on. Uh, He'll get his thirteen percent in the in the, in the I votes. I guess the libertarian it. ticket, even though he wasn't a libertarian before, like I don't know July. Um, I mean, you know, a lot of libertarians don't like him because he's not he's he's a neocon as it, as it were. Um, he couldn't even explain that to you. Exactly. Uh, Much like you couldn't explain what lepo was. So that's exactly. So there's it's when you suck fat out of your hips, right? Or your oh, that's lipo. That's a lipo. That's oh, that's lipo. Hey, oh. So in this uh, <laughs> landscape of presidential nominees, where you have, oh uh, as it were, uh, what, the giant uh, douche and the, <laughs> the turd, turd sandwich, turd sandwich. Yeah. Um, there, there's there's room and a. <laughs> <laughs> do we have a Gary Johnson's quote? Yes, we do. Yes, we, we have two of them. So I just want to kind of set it up. He has a chance to be a viable third candidate, to get some people to really vote for him and not the other, you know, not Trump and not Hillary. And, you know, maybe we can have a, finally a third party can actually make a difference or something like that. And then he, so he's all over the place talking to the media. He's talking to, you know, uh, I guess this is on, uh, this, the first one on is MSNBC. MSNBC. And then a second one is he's, uh, he had a, um, a town hall with Chris Matthews. The first one, uh, Gary goes and does this. What would you do if you were elected 
about Aleppo. About? Aleppo. And what is Aleppo? You're kidding. No. <laughs> Aleppo is in Syria. It's the, uh, it's the epicenter of the refugee crisis. Okay, got it. Got Awkward. it. Awkward. Okay. Well, with regard to Syria, <laughs> um, I do think that it's a mess. I think that the only way we, we, that we that's, deal with Syria uh, is to join hands uh, with Russia to diplomatically bring that at an end. But when we've aligned ourselves with, when we've supported the opposition, uh, the Free Syrian Army, the Free Syrian Army is also uh, coupled with, uh, with the Islamists, uh, and then the fact Not that, that we're say. also supporting the Kurds, uh, and this is it's just it's just a mess. All right, so Aleppo obviously is obviously you know, like I said that because that's the <laughs> way most people, Aleppo. I have no idea what Aleppo was. I I did I, if you told me it was a city in Syria, I'd be like, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> but a guy that's running for president should probably know that that's like one of the main cities that ISIS kind of has a stronghold on. That's kind of where they their strat where they do their strategy, where they have a lot of resources. Um, and as the other, you know, as the commentator said, where a lot of refugees are having to leave and things like that, uh, you should probably kind of know what that is, you uh, know. I love how the reporter goes. Are you, are you serious? Wait, you're you're not. Dumb dumbs. And then, um, that was a couple weeks ago, and a little bit of a gaffe, and you know, he kind of had to crawl out of the hole a little bit. And the I think a lot of people said, "What is a lipo?" As yeah. in and 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 there, uh, you know what I'm saying. And you're totally right. A lot of people were like, "Well, he kind of like." Kind of set them up that way, where you know, you out of nowhere. Hey, what about Aleppo? I'd why don't like, you just say Syria? Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like tough there. Your glasses and your. <laughs> it's like all right, but and you'd think okay, he can recover from this, you know, like you know, and do then, your homework, you know, do right? Exactly. Do you know? All right, you, you know, okay, shot at this. Oh right my now. dog ate my homework. Well, do it. You know, do it. Tonight and let's you know let's figure this we'll go out. All the yellow that fucking thing. Yeah, <laughs> let's on. figure this out, Gary. You know, so you'd think you know he'd have his head on straight. You know, because hey, you could be a third candidate in this in this election. You could, you know, there's a very outside chance that you could be the next president of the United States. Not anymore. I don't th think so anymore because last week he went on hardball with Chris Matthews at the town hall, and uh, this happened. Who's your favorite foreign leader? Who's my favorite? Any, just name anywhere in the country, any one of the continents, any country. Name one foreign leader that you respect and look up to. Anybody. Mine was Shimon Peres. No, no, okay, I'm talking about living. Go ahead. You got to do this anywhere, guy. any continent. Canada, Mexico, Europe, over there, uh, Asia, South America, Africa. Name a foreign leader that you respect. I guess I'm having an Aleppo moment in the former, former president <laughs> of Mexico. <laughs> no, I know. Anybody in the world you like. Anybody. Pick any leader. The former president no. of Mexico. Which one? I'm, I'm having a brain. I'm well, having name anybody. Zadiox. Who's your favorite foreign leader? Get him off the hook. Name a foreign leader. He was, he was terrific. Any foreign leader? Uh, Merkel. Okay, Merkel. Okay, fine. Save yourself. Can't argue with that. All right, so that was I'm another. Fallen, and I can't get up. Uh, it's very true. <laughs> so perfect. So not only does he, he can't even think of. Another world leader. He can't go, you know, I like David Cameron, but it was a shame what happened with Brexit. He can't go, oh, that new Justin Trudeau up, you know, in America's hat. He's doing some things. <laughs> he, he goes, goes the former Mexican. Does he, yeah, he can't think of any name of any foreign leader. Sanchez? But. Perez? Mark? Uh, 
he then he references his other big gaffe. Hey, not only can am I fucking this up? Hey, remember I remember, didn't know what Aleppo was? Remember Aleppo? Remember I couldn't remember anything? What are you doing? Remember Chewbacca again? <laughs> oh, I love to remember Chewbacca again. Remember there weren't so many Mexicans in America? <laughs> hey, wait I, a second. Remember the ISIS? But yeah, Gary Johnson, you are a fuck. You are a dum-dums. I didn't have the screen open. <laughs> we're, dumb, yeah. and we're dum-dums trying to set you up. <laughs> exactly. Dum-dum-dum-dum-dums. Uh, and uh, I know you guys have been more on to this, so I'll actually let you guys get a chance to talk because um, I feel like I've been dominating. Uh, South Park has been doing a great job of breaking this down. That's exactly what you guys were referencing with the member berries, right? You know how good South Park is when, when they can do a joke and then something happens in the next couple of days and they go, oh, well, South Park, that's exactly what they just did. The whole uh, Amy Schumer on the red carpet gaff yep. yep. of her trying to like, oh, I'm wearing these this dra- uh, this dress, this jacket, and an OB tampon. Oh! And yeah, like, it's a vagina, but you dance. It's yeah. funny. Yeah. Uh, no, but, uh, balls. Hey, no, no, it's, uh, it's turn to be funny. So, uh, girl, you know, girls can be funny. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, here, be funny. Yeah. Get over it. <laughs> girls are funny. Deal with it. You know where that came from? New York Times article on the review of the Ghostbusters movie. Really? It said girls are funny, get over it. Yeah, that, that whole thing that um, Cartman kept saying, that mantra yeah, during oh, that speech. Was. You know, he's like, uh, girls are funny, get over it, deal with it, or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. It, that's from, that's the headline of the New York Times article about how funny Ghostbusters is, which I know we don't have Rotten Tomatoes open, but I guarantee it's not over oh, 40. Oh, it's probably horrific. Like, it's, if Batman Superman was like 27... So I can only Did imagine you see Lady Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters no. I didn't either. Was it called Lady Ghostbusters? <laughs> <laughs> no. It should be. I just called it that. Yeah. Uh, but so here, here. as you said, South Park knocks it out of the goddamn park con- constantly. So yes. this this is what we were referencing uh, a couple minutes ago with the uh, the member berries. This was the uh, the first scene with them. Oh, I remember. <laughs> I loved Bionic Man. Remember Chewbacca again? Oh, I love to remember Chewbacca. So these are all little little berries. Hey, hey, remember when there weren't so many Mexicans? Oh, I remember. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, remember when mar- Oh, internet. Damn it. Remember when marriage was just between a man and a woman? <laughs> Remember? He's like, wait a second. Because the whole, the whole ploy of this joke is it's the member bear. It's kind of like, you know, Star Wars came back. And, right? Is that something what you remember figurative? makes you feel good. It's, yeah, exactly. It's a and physical embodiment of... The whole thing of remember Star hey, do you Wars. remember when this country was, was great? We're going to make it great again. Yeah. You know, it's like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just like, okay, keep eating your member berries. Which exactly. is, and is there anyone better than South Park to no. like put it in that framework and to like to to um, you know make it into that kind of object like a thing that can be used? It's so I actually remember like they're like, oh South Park's coming back tonight or whatever, and, and I was like I cannot wait to see what they have to say about this current situation because they're gonna nail it. Yeah, exactly. And the best part about South Park is they go by the seat of their pants because that Kaepernick thing happened maybe 10 days before that their their premiere came out. And it was all about Kaepernick. And 
the opening thing was so funny about the they were at a little girls volleyball game. Yep. And the crowd is you know, tenfold, standing room only. Yep. You know. And it was all they were just gonna see there to at least see if little Susie stands up. Will or they sit or will they stand? Yeah. And the white girl took a knee first and everybody was like, Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then after the Star Spangled Banner, everyone just left. They didn't even <laughs> stay for the game. Um, and then great tie-in with you know how oh J.J. Uh, Abrams is going to redo Star Wars and, uh, and do this whole thing and like he'll make it the best and uh, and he, then they're like he's oh, the he's, best at recreating things he's, yeah. re- he re- he's rebooted the national anthem yeah he's rebooted the national anthem and it's going to be amazing and what the reboot ended up just being an announcement before yeah. Star Wars like, Bear saying please rise yeah, yeah, you get, ladies and gentlemen please rise stand sit or kneel for the national anthem. <laughs> And then it was like, oh my God, J.J. Abrams did it. Yeah. And, so uh, funny. Another subplot of, of that is obviously, you know, it, what was it in 2012? They had this great story going on where your your choices for, for president uh, is either a turd sandwich or a giant douche. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, and the giant douche, I believe, you know, the turd sandwich is Hillary Clinton. And um, now the giant douche. giant douche is not Donald Trump, it's Mr. Garrison. And who, who who's what is his running mate is it's Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner. Buckle up, buckaroos. Buckle up, buckaroos. <laughs> Which is a um, horribly misshapen uh, figure. Yes, yeah. so even by whole, South Park standards. So their whole thing is Mr. Garrison is like, wait a second, like we we actually might win this. I have no idea what I'm doing. I I don't want to be president anymore. I thought you I'm going to do uh, yeah. I'm going to do everything I can now to not be elected. And he's do- going out of his way, obviously relating it to Donald Trump doing everything he can, you know, alienating way. Mexicans and saying that uh, women who get abortions should be punished and like all of that stuff. And he's literally trying not to, and people just keep loving him. So the whole thing was he was going to go to this football game and he was going to try to kneel during the, the Sars Mill Banger. So it's all a controversy and everyone does it. And then J.J. Abrams redid it and was like, you can sit, stand, kneel. It's it just was brilliant. It was perfect. You're like sitting up, standing up, sitting up, standing up. <laughs> Yeah, it's it the was best. it was great, and, and you know we love we love South Park and in, in that oh, aspect. Yeah. It is literally the best. Uh, and how many there? What tomorrow is the third or fourth, fourth episode? Fourth have episode you seen tomorrow. all of the? I, I only have. watched the first one. The second two are very good as are well. Are they? Yeah, I got to get into it because I know it's now serialized. Right? Yes, they started that last year or two years ago. With two the, years ago. Yeah, yeah and PC, now the, there's a there's a, a plot line that goes throughout the entire season. Now yeah. it's not just random episodes An anymore. Arc. There's another. There's a, I have talked about this other subplot too. Is is they make it seem like Eric Cartman is just trolling all of these oh, yeah. girls and women on the internet Skank and causing all these, oh, Skank right. And it, meanwhile, it's Kyle's father, Spoiler! Gerald, like, Gerald Brovlovsky. Like, oh my god, it is so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really good commentary on um, the people who actually do that kind of shit in real life and the reactions towards it. Is you think it's like these horrible, horrible people, or that are outspoken about, or like, but really it could just be your best friend's dad that just gets off on it, or something like that. Um, And it's amazing how much they, as I said, just nail it. How much they they get the zeitgeist of what is exactly happening. Not just you know what's been happening in the past couple months is, but but as you said, Pat, like literally that week that they that they're able to to digest it. Put out a product that a explains it all pretty pretty well, and it's laugh out loud funny almost all of the time. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's mind blowing. Yeah, um, television is I think far and away better than what movies are. I think. Oh, these, by these, far. these day and age. 
Definitely. Um, I see Stranger Things. Stranger Things. I saw enough of it that I I knew it was going on, but I know you two love it. it was Stranger great. Things was tremendous. Winona Ryder nailed it. Nailed being the crazy. Mother. I've never been a fan of her, but this series was like wow. Yeah, she really stole the show. God she damn did. It. You said it before I could. <laughs> I love it. It's a good joke. <laughs> That's great. Um, but yeah, great. Cool concept. She shoplifted our hearts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool cool concept. And, nice. uh, you know, obviously they already announced another season, so that'll be, that'll be exciting to, to and see. And they left the... Plow through it in an afternoon, unfortunately. Um, I would think now anyone that's listening, if they haven't seen it, then, yeah, you should. But B, they left it open pretty well because... Do you think anything with Will when, you know, he, like, was in the bathroom in that, like, one of the last scenes... And it kind of like there was the he coughed up the bug. Yeah, there was like the flash of the upside down. Yeah, and then the and then the it's sheriff correct. is he still the sheriff? I think he left so. the he left the egos. So for because obviously Levin's still around or right. whatever, um, or at least in the hopes that she's still around. In the hopes that she's still around. And uh, what I've been loving now is shows like that. Um, because they're so well made and so well written, and and they give you little teasers here and there, that the the theories, the fan theories, just explode. Oh yeah, yep. Uh, and the Stranger Things uh, theories are great. The one that uh, I really like is that Eleven is the monster. Okay, uh, I haven't seen that theory yet. Because anything she does, it does, or like she holds the hand, up, his hands up. There's like a lot of like things where. It's really just people on Reddit, like the subreddits sure. for like Stranger Things. They do a great job. Um, and another show that does a very that I've been obsessed with that the fan theories go out of control, and that um, even the I think the creators and the writers and the producers give nods to like put in big Easter eggs is um, Mr. Robot. Okay, because um, it is like From a hacking thing. They literally will show they'll flash like QCR codes every once like on someone's like paper. And like you could pause it, do it. It brings it to you, a website. Uh, you could do that. You could try to fill out coding, and then people hack that, and then, and then it's just more stuff for this for the show. Then it's like very. It's, there's so much depth to these Easter eggs, and then which add even more fan theories. And um, it was just the end of the second uh, season a couple weeks ago. Left it on a really big, amazing note. I can't wait for the next season. Um, so I've been I was obsessed with that. So anyone looking for a good show, two seasons, that show is amazing. And then what's been going on? I think it's airing actually right even now. The sixth episode is uh, Atlanta on FX. It's Donald Glover, also known as Childish Gambino. You know he's obviously a comedian and an actor and everything. Yeah, it's his show um, where he is um, a down and out broke guy that has you know his baby mama and who's he's trying to you know raise his daughter well and he can't really seem to make money but his cousin uh becomes this this hot rapper uh paper boy and he tries to become his manager and it's they're just kind of going through that and it's um it's got a louis vibe of the a lot of darkness sort of a lot of like darker themes but it's always hilarious and it's only in Louis, if that is the darkness of it, it's it's got a better, it's got a really good storyline, a lot of really good characters, and it shows the you know Atlanta. Obviously, it's, it takes place in. Uh, so I would highly recommend that show. Very good, very funny. The promos for it were really cool. 
Do you remember seeing that? Yeah. Where they did like a reverse shot of it, of him handing out things, but it's really, it looks like he's picking up things, but he's handing them. It was a really, really cool shot. It's because it's um, directed by um, this guy, Hiro Morai. I think I'm saying his last name. Probably not correctly. Ah, whatever. But he's he's very, he's worked with Donald Glover a lot. He's worked with Earl Sweatshirt. He's a very good director. And that's the other thing is it's shot really, really well. Uh, there are a lot of cool, cool shots. So I would obviously recommend that. Uh, Pat, I think you'd really like it. I know you're, you have the m- most time in the world to watch any television show that you want. Yeah, but, but I've been telling Christine we want to get into Mr. Robot, though. I think it might be a cool uh, one. It might be. Yeah, it is cool. The first, yeah. It's too smart for people like us. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> I've had. It's. Am I going to do more in explaining to Christine? I've had to read so much to get it. Yeah. I, I had to I had to figure out stuff to find stuff to explain it to myself because you're just like wait what why but I think part of it also makes it a good show oh then, at yeah that point. it's awesome it's awesome uh, I think you should I'm just saying get ready to try to explain stuff that you have no idea what it's about well, that's what I do on a daily basis <laughs> <laughs> that's what the show's all about yeah, he's that's raising be- a kid it's becoming so. a father exactly he's kind of he's uh <laughs> yeah, oh boy. he's on like a light he's I just good, yeah. nailed it yeah that was uh that yeah definitely. Um, but yeah, that that's cool. TV's awesome. You know, we can get into some movies maybe next uh, ne- next episode. Oh yeah, we got. Um, but uh, yeah, there's some some good ones coming out. Hopefully, yeah. But yeah, we we got to do a blockbuster lackluster soon. Definitely. Um, pump. We got to do a dum dum. Um, but I think it might even be time for our staple. Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of WTF news, the stories that make you say. WCF, mate. What the fuck? This is WADD Talk Radio's wild world of what the fuck? WTF, mate. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's from one of the first viral uh, videos of... of uh, but timely time. That's where the whole lay thing came from, too, <laughs> online. Remember, like, oh, lay red army and things like that. Oh, it became God. because of that. The, and France is like, but timely hungry. Great one. That's good. Uh... Man impersonating officer busted for attempting to pull over unmarked cruiser. <laughs> Coming out of Montgomery County, Maryland, a man impersonating cover was arrested in Montgomery County. Uh, detective driving on the uh, the connector, you know, Georgia Avenue, whatever, doesn't matter, uh, noticed a Ford Crown Victoria traveling beside him that looked like an unmarked police cruiser. Driver of the Crown Victoria then pulled behind the detective, activated a siren, and abruptly changed lanes. Um, pretty much acting like a cop, and he tried to pull him over. Uh, and it was he, he even had Did you shoot him red and blue grill lights. He had a push bumper. He had multiple antennas. This guy like went to the nines with it. That's amazing. And it, it was unbelievable. He even had uh, cameras, all of that stuff. But the wrong person to pull over because what what is it? He's just getting his jimmies off at some point, like like pulling people over, or is it like? What what is that? So he can get through traffic? You think? Or like, I, I what is th- that's what the, is the most underlying? Pra- that's practical. To why get is he spending traffic? thousands of dollars on redoing a crown fit? Right, because even if he didn't do that, somewhere down the line, a cop's going to be like, "Why do you have all this shit on your?" Well, car? you can buy a, a decommissioned crown Vic that'll still have that headlight side yeah. light on it, so that probably he probably had that and did it and went. Well, you know, maybe a little light on the top. (laughs) You got to think somewhere without having to. Well, obviously, I think it expedited the process of him getting caught because he tried to pull over an unmarked car. 
But like somewhere down the line, a cop's going to be like, "Hey, yeah, you can't. Like, are you impersonating a cop with this? You know, somewhere like a cop, like he's at a like a convenience store, walking to his car, and a cop's there, and you're like, why do you have all this shit in yeah, your right? car? It's not Halloween, right? Yeah, but yeah, why are you doing? There was always those kids in high school who wanted to be cops and did that, you know, and put a couple lights on them. You know, at least Shoot I had some in mind. You know, they wanted to be more fire department people, so they put all the lights on. And we, we all also but, wanted to ride motorcycles, so we put a soda can on our bikes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, definitely, you know, it just yeah, like f- how even if you pull someone over, you're like, well, I won't give you a ticket if you give me twenty dollars. Like, what do you? Yeah, like what? What exactly? Point. What the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't get it. It, it definitely made me say, what the fuck? Totally. You know? But what, what, what made you say, what the fuck, Billiam? So my article is pretty short, so I'm actually going to read the article for you because the entire thing is just completely mind-blowing. So no. the, head, the headline is, Mother sues airline after staff flies a five-year-old boy to wrong city and present her with a different son. Could you imagine that, being that mother? Oh, I can't wait. I can't. Right. So... Uh, travelers are used to lost luggage, booking errors, and onboard delays, but now an American airline is being sued for mixing up two children and sending them to the wrong cities. Oh, God. One of the boy's mothers has filed a lawsuit against JetBlue Airways for the mistake, saying she suffered great emotional distress, extreme fear, horror, mental shock, mental anguish, and psychological trauma. What about the Whatever kid? else the lawyer told her to put on yeah, the right, <laughs> case. Um, so Maribel Martinez said she was shocked when her five-year-old son, Andy, failed to turn up at JFK Airport in New York. As she waited to meet him on on the August on August seventeenth, her son had instead been put on a flight to Logan Airport in Boston, two hundred and fifteen miles away. To make matters worse, JetBlue staff escorted Andy to a woman he had never seen before, having told him he was being reunited with his mother. Meanwhile, another boy who was supposed to be flying to Boston had been put on the flight to New York that Andy was meant to be on. He was presented to Mrs. Oh, Martinez God. at the airport as her son. Leading her to inform airline staff she had never seen the boy before. Now she bet it, I should bet she did it in a nice, calm manner too. Imagine how scary that would be. Uh, That's unbelievable. And then knowing the fact that wait, you don't have my son. Where the fuck is he? Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, 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 right. no. This is him. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no it's and, not. And question one: Why? I understand kids. Sometimes you know you can't afford to travel with a kid. You know maybe there's a split parent situation. Going to see whatever. That's fine. But a five-year-old, what, yeah, uh, by himself, under thirteen. There's absolutely not no just one. For that. Two families did that because right. one was in Boston, right. and one was in New York. Not just one. There was a there was a chance for two. Ah, oh, well, you know who? Of course, this is the five-year-old. Like, what? It's amazing. What the isn't fuck? It? It's because well, it, you it's know you terrifying. think about it. It's literally it's it's a in the air babysitter when you think about it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you drop the kid off and then you go pick him up. You know, I get it. And they've been doing it for years and years and years and years. But it, uh, you're right. I wouldn't, I would never put Jack on an airplane. Especially now that you have a son. You can only imagine what that must feel like Not in your mind. the way mind. he cries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he's waking up on us too now. He's like, guys, it's almost the end of the show. I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta poop or fart or eat. Oh, or look all at those three at the same time. Well, Uncle Sean's got a WTF news. Yes, my WTF. Uh, CCTV caught deaf, intellectually disabled trio discussing plot to murder housemate. Oh. The court hears. <laughs> nice pun. No, that's uh, that's the that's the end of the, that's the, the headline. headline. Oh, wow, really? Court, court hears. Oh, Jesus. Security vision caught three deaf and intellectually disabled retarded dudes discussing a plot <laughs> to murder one of their housemates. Um... Georgia Fields, Jake Ferris, and Warwick Tui. God, if there aren't three, um, uh, Warwick accused Tui? of the m- 
accused of murdering uh, Robert Wright. Jake Farish, Robert Wright. That was, there's, that's just awesome. Um, he suffered a catastrophic head injury when he fell uh, from a balcony from the second floor. Uh, they all pleaded not guilty. The other person pleaded guilty on mental impairment, so they didn't even know what they're doing. But um, security footage saw them. I thought, you know, maybe they got caught because they were yelling their plans to each other. But no, <laughs> um, they were actually using sign. They me. were using sign language. Um, Mrs. Field asked Mrs. F- Mr. Ferris in sign language, "You want dead or alive, and how die." And um, other ones is can can you strangle can you strangle neck area? What you think? Um, and then Mr. Tui signed strangles risky. And then Mrs. F- Mrs. Fields um, and her cookies were like fall good, fall good. So they're literally like you want you want to because you, fall is good. You want to and they're like they're signing like how are we murdering this fucking idiot? That's insane. And uh, on CCTV on yeah. Where was the camera? Where were they? Uh, I guess outside the apartment. They went inside the apartment. So I guess all four of them live together. I do not want to be their downstairs neighbor. Um, has uh, Apparently, like their relationships were deteriorating. The victim accused uh, other housemates of stealing his computer and his phone and all these other things. And uh, So now I don't think that because of that footage they're not going to be able they're not getting off because it's like no it's not like they're like covering their mouth and like you can barely oh, dear, dear, should we like kill them or something like that it's you can literally like hey, stare no should we strangle or throw him you think that's who gang signs in there too like <laughs> you ain't kidding around son <laughs> so that's and also and then just some of them the last line in the article says, the special hearing continues. Uh, well, I don't think it ever started. From- <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, that's definitely what the fuck on that one. That's a true what the fuck. And I got to say, feels awesome to be back. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that was great, uh, guys. We're going to be getting this going. Hit us up. We're going to definitely try to be more active. We're going to add not every some week, more. but we're going to do as much as we can. As much as we can, yeah. And every week's uh, probably a bit of a... Um, a dedicated thing to do with well, we did the it little guy. Exactly. Uh, but we will be adding some more segments, things like that. For sure. New intro. A little bit more creative. And, uh, Jack and we're going to add a new microphone. Is he still... Oh, has he got it? Hey, thanks for listening. Check us out on Facebook, WAD Talk Radio, on Twitter at WADD Talk Radio. Bill? Uh, at Bill Neville, NAI. And check out that New Age Insider show when it comes October on. October 30th, baby, midnight. Patrick, where can you find you? Heener's Wiener Ollie's. And you can find me at Have You Seen Heen? And we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> While the doctor, when I'm not cooperating, when I'm rocking the table while he's operating, hey. you waited as long to stop debating. Cause I'm back, I'm on the rag and ovulating. I know that you got a job, Miss Cheney, but your husband's heart problem's complicating. So the FCC.